Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. On today's episode of Reinvention Radio. She said that at that moment, when I had done that random act of kindness for her, when I had given food to her family, that changed everything for her. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of reinvention radio steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely mary goulet hola mary goulet hello hello how are you doing (laughs) good to see you richie ote hanging out what's up my brother how you doing there doing great thank you and and are we in um i I can never remember this this phrase what is it in place it's not quarantine in place it's another um oh god it's another term and i cannot ever remember what that word is before in place there's a ah, shelter that's it shelter in place yeah that's the one yes as we all as we all shelter in place here and you know look obviously um we don't want to be uh tone deaf to 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 what's going on out there and certainly don't want to ignore uh what is going on out there so uh for those of you who uh, are impacted directly uh, by this. Maybe um, you are impacted directly by this, or you know uh, of someone who has been directly impacted by this. Uh, just know that we're we're thinking about you. We're here. If there's anything that we can do, um, connect with myself or Richard Ote or Mary Goulet or Kelly Pelker or any of us here on the reinvention radio squad love to support you however we can uh even if you just need a a happy message in your inbox even if you just want to messenger one of us uh you know we're keeping an eye on all of this fun stuff and uh and definitely want to support you however we can and so you know to that end uh let me just simply say that there's probably not a more poignant conversation to to be having today uh, with our guest Brad Hart, because we are talking about reinventing community. At least that's the title we threw at it. I know we're going to go in a couple of different directions here, but you know, reality is um, it truly is uh, all about community and communication. And certainly, uh, now is the time to communicate more than you ever have before. More, more emails. More, you know, use your. Use your phone to, to literally pick that. I mean, this, you, you can, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but you can actually use this thing to call people. So you can pick up the phone. You can call somebody with that little device in your pocket. <laughs> of course, you know, you can do FaceTime and Skype or Facebook Live, et cetera. So in other words, uh, now is the time really to double down on communication uh, and double down on, on Facebook Live and, uh, and Instagram Live and whatever those channels are. Uh, that you use, Brad. Brad, what are you seeing uh, specifically? And by the way, are you you're in San Diego, right? I am. Yeah, I'm in Cardiff, just up north from you. Yeah, and at some point you're gonna have to, you know, just use that gong and give us a, a gong bath. We all need a. We all That's need the a deals gong. We gotta make a deal if we're gonna do that. Is that the is that the plan? All right. So here's the deal. <laughs> we're gonna have you on Reinvention Radio. How about that? Is that yes, a deal? Sir. That's all a right. deal. Deal. Find <laughs> the actual there we are. Now, ready? That's what we need. Richie, I don't, you're, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to task you with getting us a gong. I don't know how we don't have a gong. We're going to need one of those moving forward. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. All right. So for those who are uh, unfamiliar with you and all the fun stuff uh, that you're up to, I mean, th- this is old hat for you, you know, in terms of uh, what, what we're really calling, at least some people are calling the techno economy, you know, and, and the shift in this way to remote work and, and working online and so on and so forth. Just give folks a, an understanding of what you do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then actually we'd like to take a step back also uh, to understand how you got to to this point. So please, sure. let's 
Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like let everybody know out there that again, we're not tone deaf to this conversation. People are in different stages right now, different stages of fear, uncertainty, doubt, hurting in different ways, financially and otherwise. Um, you know, I just want you to really focus on what you're grateful for. So if you're watching right now live on Facebook, or if you're just here with us, I really love for you to just to say one thing you're grateful for to put us in a different energy for this conversation, because ultimately it's not what we don't have that we should focus on. It's what we do have that we should focus on. I have a beautiful view. We have food in the fridge. We have a dog, like there's good stuff happening. So I'm sure you can find some in your own life as well. Uh, my journey, Steve got started actually during a recession, during the last big, massive, you know, uh, fallout, I graduated from college with a degree in 2007 and immediately went out to shotgun my resume to 200 firms and got zero, zero, zero positions. So I totally get it. And I built my whole career up during this time when there was maximum pessimism, maximum uncertainty. I went into real estate. I went into finance because I heard from a very smart guy who's been through a few of these, Warren Buffett, that when people are running out of the room, you want to be running into the room. Uh -huh. So I originally made my way through this world in those industries. But uh, the thing about real estate and finance, especially trading and being on Wall Street, had a hedge fund that did 106% one year, and we were very successful financially. Uh, it's more like grabbing for all the marbles, right? And the, the problem with that is that, you know, there's always a winner and a loser in those transactions. And I didn't want to live my life just grabbing for all the marbles. I wanted to make more. And when I really got my world open to this was during a Tony Robbins event. And if you've never been to a Tony Robbins event, I know there's not any going on right now, but I highly, highly recommend it. The man is a living legend. He's been in this industry 42 years. He's been through ups and downs like you wouldn't believe. Uh, and he's really here to give and serve. So I learned a lot from Tony. And one of the things I learned, I'll just share a quick personal anecdote, uh, was that I had been successful financially, but I wasn't fulfilled. And success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So there I am, I'm in this event, there's 7,000 people jumping up and down, all kinds of crazy high energy, uh, as you do at a Tony Robbins event. But there was one woman that was just sitting there looking at the floor. And I went to her and I asked, ma'am, what's wrong? You know, everybody's excited and jumping up and down. And she's like, I shouldn't be here. I mean, what do you mean you shouldn't be here? She said, I don't know how to feed my kids this month. Somebody gifted me a ticket. I don't have money to make ends meet right now. And I said, well, you can't feed your kids this month. Uh, I don't know if I can solve all your problems, but I can solve that one. You know, your kids aren't going to starve. So I pulled out my phone and I filled up prime pantry box from Amazon and sent it to her house. And I said, listen, if you run out of food, just let me know. I'll send you another box. So we kept in touch on Facebook and uh, I didn't hear from her after that. And I kind of went on with my life. But uh, a year later, I got a ping on Facebook that she was going live and I was tagged in it. And I said, okay, what's this about? So she's in her car and she's bawling her eyes out. She's crying uncontrollably. She said that at that moment, when I had done that random act of kindness for her, when I had given food to her family, that changed everything for her. Now as a year out, she was back on track in her business and her life. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this. This is such a pivotal moment uh, for her and for me. I realized I could have such an impact on somebody's life doing something that meant so little to me that I almost forgot about it. You know, I think anybody would have done the same in that circumstance, but it's not so much right now about what you have, or in any circumstance in life where you feel like you're in lack, it's not so much about what you have, it's about what you can give, it's about what you can focus on, it's about what you can feel that's different from what you're actually, and that's the, the, the biggest gift that Tony gave me was, he made my life not about making money anymore, you know, that's really important, and it's, and it's important to have a healthy economy both internally and externally, but what can I give is the most important thing. That's the measure of, of, of truly who you are in the world. So. That's when I started to transition into the online space. I had tried and failed before coming from a place of, I want to teach people about real estate. In 2011, my first online business lost $45,000. So I, I didn't get it right, right away. But now I got smart and I got more mentors and I, I really understood how the game was played. And six years ago, I really went into it for, for, uh, for the full time. And what I really realized that people want to not only make more marbles and make more opportunities and all these great things, but they want community more than ever right? They want to be connected and have that certainty of connection. Because when you have relationships, the economy can't take that away, right? I can still call Steve on the phone and get on the radio, whether the economy is good or bad. I can still get 40 people on a mastermind virtually within six hours notice and just help them, regardless of what the economy is doing. So if you're looking and you're out there thinking about what's wrong in your life, I would just gently nudge you to take a look at what's right and what you can do and how you can help. And one of the ways you can help is by building mastermind, even if it's virtual for now, even if you can't get in front of people in person, 
you can create that community, that group and help to solve people's challenges. I'm sure you have a lot of business owners out there. That's the best way to pivot right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so to that end, and how, how does then the, the community build play into the, the world of masterminds? Because I know that there's, uh, I think, some, some misconception out there, just generally speaking, around how, how, how the two kind of go hand in hand. From the standpoint of, you know, people see masterminds as being strictly for, for business per se, whereas I know that there are masterminds that have nothing to do with business. So how, how do you delineate between the two worlds? So that's a great question, Steve. Thanks for asking, because I think a lot of people are asking that at home, is that when you have a community of people who come together, really everybody's there to give, right? Whether you're in a relationship one-on-one or whether you're in a community, your goal is not to extract as much as you possibly can, it's to give as much as If everybody plays by those rules, they're all going to end up with more than they could have ever imagined, right? It's not one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals 11. So when you go into a mastermind setting, you can approach it from the lens of business, but guess what? There's no such thing as business problems. There's only personal life problems that show up in your business. So if something is blocking you in your personal life and your health and your fa- families and your, you know, uh, in, in your uh, relationship, whatever is going on with you, it's going to block you from optimally performing your business. So a mastermind is not just about business. That's typically how you get people to come in the door. You say, Hey, I'll help you cut your costs. I'll help you increase your revenue. I'll help you get more clients and customers, help you f- fix your marketing and sales challenges, whatever that is that gets people in the door. But what they really need is to have their life in order and to have the right habits so that they can produce at the highest level for their mm-hmm. families, for their communities. So that's really mm-hmm. what a mastermind is all about. It's about, taking off the veil of I got to have it all figured out and show up and just be in business mode and just realize that all of it's intertwined and allow yourself to be served and serve others as well. Mm-hmm. Let me kick it over to either Mary or Rich. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to dominate here. So please. Well, I had a question. Well, it's kind of a threefold question. First, what would be the difference between developing a community and a mastermind? We'll start with that and then I'll go into the next. Yeah. So a community, a group, you know, it could be on Facebook, could be in person, could be online. I look at it as all the same. A mastermind specifically is when a number of people come together with the intention to be a collective and come up with ideas and strategies and connections and resources and opportunities and people and systems that maybe the others hadn't heard of before to share their wins and also solve their challenges and gain clarity on what's actually going on so that they can move forward from that place of clarity. So that's what I look at as a mastermind. A community is just a group of people, right? Mm. But a, a mastermind is a group of people with an intention to grow and to serve. All right. And then so the second part of that is when someone is creating a mastermind, do they, um, where do they delineate? If everyone's there to give, where does the paid levels and all this, right? Because we know a lot of people and you guys are involved. Some are paid, some aren't paid, mm-hmm. some pay a lot. Um, how do you kind of think that out when someone's sitting here at home right now thinking, I have some knowledge, I want to give back, I yeah. want to build a mastermind, where, where would someone start? So luckily, and this is not a pitch or a shill, I'm just saying like people are going after this in a big way and I'm seeing it bigger than ever before. Like our ad costs like literally didn't change uh, or what we were spending on ads didn't change from before this coronavirus epidemic till after we're running the same ads, the same offer for my book, actually the eight minute mastermind, which gets people started in this. Um, and we saw the lead costs drop by about 50% and wow. three times the number of people coming through the funnel, meaning buying, you know, and getting involved in various different ways with the book and with the different things we have going on. So people are out there wanting to do this. They just need a roadmap. Right. And I think the best way to do that is to have a roadmap from somebody who's been, you know, in 28 masterminds, everywhere from free to 100K a year. They started 10 of their own all over the world in places like Bali, China, Greece, Hong Kong, Italy, all of the United States and Canada. You know, they, they're actually a, a top affiliate partner, number eight in the last launch for mastermind.com, which is Tony and Dean. So like, I know masterminds like the back of my hand. That's, that's where I would start uh, if you're really interested and serious about getting uh, going. And I can actually share a link to a book for free. You just pay shipping. It's uh, eight minute mastermind.com. That's the name of my book, the eight minute mastermind. You just go to eight minute mastermind.com spelled either way, eight, the number eight or eight spelled out. And you can go and check it out and we'll give you some free bonuses just for checking out the offer. Even if you don't buy anything, you're going to get a hundred questions to ask as a mastermind facilitator. You're going to get, um, 
an incredible resource on like a cheat sheet, like how to get started along with a group that you can join a Facebook group, which is all free. And then additionally, you're going to get recordings of me actually running my mastermind, including the virtual one I did last night that I mentioned earlier, where 40 people showed up with like zero notice, which is really fun. And we're going to do those throughout the, the, the quarantine because I feel like people need community and connection more than ever. And I don't know whether I'm smart or lucky or, or what, but we're busier than we've ever been. We actually had to cut our, our vacation short because we had this influx, this flow, this incredible surge of people like, oh my God, I want to learn this. I want to do it now. I've been interested, but now is the time. Like, I really want to create something for my community here. So that's how you bridge the gap, right? You take a group of people and you give them a methodology that's proven, a framework to help get the value and give them what they need in order to move forward in their careers and lives. Yeah. Richie, I think you had a, you had a follow-up question as well. What was, uh, I think you had two more you said. Yeah, well, he, he answered some of it with that. But the other, the other part would be, I think of almost like the field of dreams, build it and they will come. Yeah. So do you like, do you, does, do you form the mastermind and then that happens to be a community too? Or do you build a community and then once you build a community, you try to create a mastermind out of that community? Well, certainly if you already have a group of people, that's a lot easier. I'll give you that. But it's absolutely possible to start one from scratch, right? It's just a function of supply and demand. There's people out there needing and wanting places to connect and to create relationships and solve their problems. You're creating that from scratch. You're going to have to like kind of pull people the ears a little bit and get them in there uh, to start. But if you already have a community, it's just offering them a solution to what they're already needing, which is certainty and connection and comfort and significance and a feeling like they're connected to the people that can actually solve their problems right now, not in three or six months or a year, whenever this all sorts out. Um, so to answer your question, I really feel like uh, you can start from either place. It's certainly easier if you already have a community because you already have a group of people that, are, that have your listening uh, and you have theirs. But if not, that's okay. You can start to build it right now because there's tons of people out there in fear. And you just have to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs to see that they're on the bottom two rungs, not the top three. They're not self-actualized. You know, they didn't just make a billion dollars. They're not in perfect health. They're not in perfect relationship right now. They just, they need help. And guess what? That's what we're here to do as leaders is to step up and say, hey, I've got something that can help. And to keep your own mindset during these times stable so that you can be supportive of others. Because if you're freaking out, the whole game is over. Um, so yeah, that, that would be what I would say to anybody who hasn't started a community yet is now is the perfect time. There's so many people running around like chickens with their head cut off and the sky is falling. They need your help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that last, the last piece would be how specific does the mastermind usually end up being? Is it specific in what terms? Like just uh, like um, we help chiropractors that, just started their business, get to their, you know, like, do you get super niche. niche? Yeah. So there's two different ways and two different schools of thoughts, if you will, that, that people go. So some people like to have uh, members at the same level in different industries. Like the, the good um, frame for this would be like, think about Henry Ford's mastermind. He had Westinghouse in there. He had like the top business people from his day, like all the top ones, but they're all in different industries. They just happen to be at the same level. And there was four of them that met for like 20 or 30 years or some crazy long amount of time because they knew they could give each other insights that they wouldn't get inside their own little bubble, but, but they were at the same level. You wouldn't put a factor and, and Henry Ford in the same mastermind, but they would get insights at the same level if they had the same thing. So it really comes down to a function of where you are as a leader. And you just have to be able to bring in expertise that's equal to the room. Right. So even if you're not the expert, let's say for a second, you just you just have a desire to serve and you don't really know what to teach or you don't really have any expertise. You can start to pull in experts as a non-expert yourself and say, hey, I'm just going to create a mastermind around this topic. We're interested in this topic and I'm going to bring in the top 10 experts who are all sitting home quarantined just like you right now and looking for things to do and have them come in virtually and teach you everything. And in doing so, I become the expert because I'm learning from those people and I'm learning 10 times as much as I might have learned on my own in a similar amount of time because there's 10 of them over 10 or 20 or 30 years versus one. And then also the, the clients are getting 10 times the value because you're learning from all these different experts as well. So you've just done your job as the facilitator and you get to learn it all uh, along as home as well. And I'll just, I'll, I'll kind of ground this in another story from when I did this myself is uh, I wanted to learn um, about Amazon. I met a guy at, a, at an event with Jay Fazette, uh, who's a really prominent Canadian entrepreneur. And he's actually one of my original mentors in masterminding. And I was at the event and I met a guy named Michael. 
And Michael had just taken his family to Bali for six months to build a business online where he was selling cat tunnels of all things. And I asked him about it. I'm like, what, tell me about this cat tunnel business. Sounds really interesting. I didn't know what a cat tunnel was. So if you don't know what a cat tunnel is, it's like that um, little toy that a cat has that runs through and rings the bell at the end. That's mm -hmm. a cat tunnel. Michael and his family were making $100,000 a month selling cat tunnels on the internet. I was like, dude, tell me all about this. I want to know your ways, right? So he's like, oh, it's really easy. You just do this one and the other. I'm like, okay, well, it sounds easy to you, but can you teach me? He says, yeah, it's uh, 30 grand. That's how much I charge for one-on-one -on -one coaching. I said, all right, well, 30 grand is a lot of money. What if we did it this way? What if we, you know, I asked him a question. I said, hey, you have people in your audience or on your social media or your friends that probably want to learn this too, right? He's like, yeah. I say, can they all afford $30,000? He says, nope. I said, okay, well, what if we made a mastermind where everybody could join for a lesser amount of money and you go to China every year and Hong Kong every year and you go out and you actually like source these products, right? Like, yeah, so why don't we make a trip out of it? So it'll be a trip. People will get an immersive experience. They'll learn about Amazon, how to source products and we'll all go over together and they'll all pay a smaller amount, but they'll get more value because everybody will ask better questions and we'll all learn together. He said, okay, let's do it. So I put together a mastermind. We put a group together on Facebook. We invited people into the group with a free training. We gave the free training. We made our offer. I got on the phone with everybody and closed the deals. Within two weeks, we had $35,000 in the door and 52 people ended up going on this trip that we threw together in less than two months. So we had this whole mastermind that we created out of thin air in order to learn a very specific skill. I got paid while I did it. I got to create a lot of other blessings for other people. And I got to come away with a business plan, which allowed me to go build uh, an Amazon agency, which ended up scaling to seven figures within a year. We did uh, 75,000 a month recurring by month six. And then I sold my share and it moved on. None of that would ever happen if I just stopped at, oh, I can't afford $30,000 mm -hmm. or I don't want to pay $30,000. So by taking that leadership position, I was able to not only help myself, but help others and do that as well. So it doesn't matter whether you have the expertise or not, if you have the right formula. Mm -hmm. Mary, any, uh, any, any questions before I jump back in here? Yeah, I was just going to comment that you had mentioned a community is just a, a group of people and a mastermind. The only one that I've, uh, I've been in a couple, but the most recent was the new media summit mastermind sure. where we all come together as podcasters and business people. But interestingly enough, we enter the room personally and clear out a bunch of stuff and it's a very vulnerable place but also highly effective and creative do you find that kind of we you touched on it a little bit but is that kind of the model that they're intimate settings typically yes when you start to get like a hundred plus people in a mastermind, it turns into something that's not a mastermind because of Dunbar's number. And if you're not familiar with Dunbar's number, it's 150 people or less. That's the number of like actual relationships we can cultivate before our brain goes haywire where we can't really keep track of everybody after a while. So that's comes from evolution and, and tribalism essentially. It's like 150 people is where it kind of starts to peter out. Um, but if you're having a group of people, probably less than a hundred that are in this group, then you can still call that a mastermind and run it like a mastermind. And that formula that you describe is one of many ways you can run one. You know, I've run them where it's been like a retreat and we've done 10 days of activities and masterminding. And then we go and we do give back projects. I've done ones that are just three days at my home here where we start with exercises, getting people clear on their why, working through some challenges. Then we do some masterminding. Then we do a give back as well. I always like to pair giving back to the community with, with a mastermind. I think it's a great fit because it, it brings people even closer together and it allows them to show what kind of impact they can make in such a short amount of time. So it's a really cool thing. And then finally, with an online part portion, you can bring anything you want to the party, really. You can, you can do a mix of coaching and masterminding. You can do a little bit of consulting for people. You can bring experts and guest speakers. You can do exercises and workshops. There's so much you can do just on a Zoom call like this. And Zoom is like $15 a month. It's barely any overhead. You get to use the internet connection you already have. And you get to pull in people through Facebook or any other social media that's already free that you can allow, that allows you to connect to people all over the world right now who are sitting around waiting for somebody to put something together like this, just like you. So that's, that's really how I look at it. It's just, it's an opportunity to, to gain the, the tools, the connections, the opportunities, the resources that you need through helping others to find them as well. If you want to be blessed, you got to bless others. That's how I look at it. 
So let's let's actually talk about for a second um, part of the way, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but you know certainly part of the way uh, that your business is structured uh, in terms of the revenue model is, is part of what you do is on an affiliate basis where you okay. actually support other people who have complementary products, programs, or services to uh, you know that that your community may be interested in. There. For you, it's old hat. You've been doing it for a while. You understand the game, but there are a lot of people right now who are really scrambling, really mm -hmm. trying to figure out how can I generate dollar one, right? And so, um, I mean, we're in our launch right now of profiting from podcasts, and we've got about a week left uh, on this particular launch. We've got some new partners who are jumping in for for that very reason, just, you know, this is an interesting thing. I can let somebody know about it and I can get a commission off of their sale. Can you take us through sort of the, the affiliate one-on-one -on -one type structure and what that really looks like and how someone who right now can, can tap into various communities and potentially generate revenue by, by this process and then, you know, to that end, uh, take us through what happened uh, as far as the, the Tony Robbins launch goes and what that meant for you and your organization. Yeah, and those are all great questions. I'll start with the high level because I've been an affiliate for a long time. So I'll start where I am. And then I'll start with like, if I was to start out today and I had no network, no connections whatsoever, how I would do it uh, from that perspective. So uh, from the high level, we were just uh, one of the top affiliates for Tony's latest launch. Last year, we were also a top affiliate. We didn't come in top 10. I think we were number 24. Um, and the way it went down was, um, it was a new offer last year. Nobody had ever promoted it before. So some of the bigger hitters stayed out and kind of watched what happened, but we came in and just went full on and we ended up in 24th. So that was really great. And my goal as a, as a business owner, when I first started make more marbles is to make impact. I want to reach a million people inside of, uh, you know, however long that would take. It took me three years. And when we did the Tony launch last year, it took six weeks this year. We reached a million people in 72 hours and over 3 million people overall, which is really cool. So that was just a, a cool aside as far as my own impact. Um, to give so you can, scale, you just, yeah. can you unpack that for a second? Because when you say you reached, like those numbers don't yeah, mean- According to Facebook. So in other words, you, yeah. you took out, uh, you, you did like a video or something. Yeah. So you just did ads like, you know, check out Tony's thing and you yeah. just- a lot of money so you, i mean but you had to spend a lot of money to reach a million people right i mean yeah a considerable amount but it's it's in a, you know what goes in must come out and we've managed to generate thirteen thousand leads and make a ton of sales and hundreds of thousands of dollars coming back to us so yeah mm -hmm. we're not super worried about that so to give you a sense of of where things are at you know that launch actually could have done way better if it wasn't for the timing so the day we opened the cart was the day that the market went down at 1200 points or some crazy thing it didn't quite shut down, but it went 12 down to 1200 points. The day we closed the cart, it was like 7% drop at the open and they, they halted trading. So between that and the coronavirus stuff that was just starting to go into full swing, we had our two best sales days end up on the worst days potentially for the markets. So we saw softer sales than we would have seen last year or at any other time. Um, that being said, it was still one of the biggest launches of all time, did over $20 million and we impacted tens of thousands of lives around the world. It was also a much bigger launch in the sense of like 450,000 people versus 200,000 showed up for the live webinar and um, ended up, you know, doing a bunch of other promotions as well, just to kind of help everybody out. Cause you know, people are like, oh, I can't make the payments. So we did a payment plan differently. Uh, but that gives you a little bit of a sense of the difference that uh, timing can make on a big launch like that. So, you know, now that we're on the other side of it, uh, what would I be doing if I was just starting out an affiliate? I, sure. Knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't start out an affiliate. However, if I was going to and I was like hard set on doing it, the way I would do it is I would reach out to and partner with community owners, make sure I understand the different offers that they're offering, make sure I understand what the, the affiliate and commission structure is, because this is presuming I have no lists, you know, I'm just learning about it. Maybe I have some sales chops. And really, if you're, if you're afraid of sales, just think of it as service, right? it's the way to get people to the answer and the solution and the product that they need most right now. So I would be reaching out to people individually and just getting practice, having conversations with that end in mind. It's like, I'm not here to sell you my thing. I'm here to sell you a thing that will help you, that will serve you. Right. Cause the, the, the word sell comes from the word to serve. It's a Dutch word. And when I'm at the end of this conversation, I might make a recommendation based on what you're telling me of one of the products that I'm affiliated with. Now, 
that's how I would do it because I, I know that I can get clear with people and have them emotionally resonate with their problems enough to take action. And that's really what it is. You got to present it as if, um, you know, their problems really is just, it's bringing the truth to the table. It's not manipulation in any way. It's like, how do you get people to see the weight of their pain and their problems so that they'll actually take action and solve it? And not just mm -hmm. buying something that's not going to solve it, but buying something and then investing their time and energy into actually creating that solution. So it's learning a new system, learning a new pro uh, process or learning a new way to add value to the world that they didn't have before. They're just now yeah. I would be looking at and I would be partnering up with these influencers in order to do it. That's one of the reasons we're partners with Tony Robbins. They're so much bigger than us as a company more uh, and recognition in the industry that by promoting their products, we bring a whole lot of new people in that wouldn't have never paid attention to us, but now they are because they bought through us and we have an opportunity to continue to develop relationships with those people. Yeah. And, and just so, I mean, just so we're clear here, cause I think there's a lot of people who don't really you know, get a, like, it seems kind of pie in the sky. Like I, I want to put some real numbers around this. So, so when you say you placed eighth, in his launch, which basically means that you drove people that you yeah. thought, you know, were- No, I can't get specific on numbers because I did sign an NDA, but I can kind yeah. of speak from the whole launch and how it yeah, performed. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the number. So like 450,000 people registered, which is up double from last year. Um, the sales were a little softer, but they were still pretty solid. And again, we did 20 million plus in sales, which last year we did 32 million. You know, it was a little less, but you know, it is what it is given the climate and the environment. Uh, nothing we can really do about that. People are afraid and they're not buying, uh, at least at first and all the shock and all happening. I think they'll start to come back here soon. Uh, yeah. People are buying, like I said, on my stuff right now. So I'm not super worried, uh, but we are seeing a little bit of a blip in the radar and it happens every once in a while. There's nothing you can do about it. It's a, it's a black mm -hmm. swan event. Nobody could have predicted that a virus would come out of a bat and <laughs> infect half of China and then take over the whole world for however long. So yeah. uh, we're in unprecedented times, but it requires you to not, fold up and say, oh, well, I'm going to just lay down and die it requires you to look at things from a new perspective and say, how can I add value? How can I help in this situation? Mm -hmm. So, so to that end, if you're doing, and I'm talking about Tony Robbins here, you know, if we're talking about 20 million in revenue, then it's basically, they put in about 10,000 new customers. Yeah, more than that, but you know, just use numbers. Yeah. And they're still coming yeah. in through various means. So, um, yeah. Long story short, even though they took a haircut, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would venture to guess. And, so and here's the thing. It's not about the money. We just use that as a metric of impact. That's the real thing to understand. It's not about the millions of dollars. That's just a function of changing people's lives and adding value to the economy. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the money. They don't need the money. They're both billionaires for crap's sake. I mean, they both run massive charities. I was just at Tony's birthday in LA and he gave $5 million of his own money to a charity and he raised 18 million total for Operation Underground Railroads and uh, sex trade and slap, um, trafficking. So if you're looking at just the money, you're kind of missing the point. It's like it, the yeah. money allows you to do more for other people. Yeah. So given the climate and, and where we're at then right now, what, what would you suggest someone do now when, you know, if you think about it like that, uh, you know, that old click-clack, thing with the balls and you knock one and it goes that way you knock one it goes that way right like i mean if the momentum you know is like this and it always ebbs and it always flows and right now we're kind of just like way up here and eventually when it releases there's going to be a lot of pent-up energy there's going to be a lot of pent-up resources there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand and you're going to see people just kind of lose their minds i would think when whatever this is blows over so you know, given your experience, the people that you work with, the circles that you run in, I mean, you, you know, you hang with some, some pretty incredible people. What are some of the things that they are suggesting that folks do now from a foundational standpoint so they can really, and what do you suggest, you know, from a foundational standpoint, yeah. so build whatever those pieces are, what pieces do we need to be building now so that when this thing swings back and the momentum kicks in and there's all this pent up energy and demand is released, and resources, what, what, what should we be doing now? Yeah, so that's a great question, Steve. I'm gonna make it really, really simple. I believe that they need skills. I'm trying down something like that. I believe that they need relationship capital. And I believe that they need a vehicle with which to serve people. Skills, relationships, and a vehicle. As far as skills, 
the best skills to be learning or mastering or tweaking right now are copywriting and sales. If you can't write copy or you don't know how, or you haven't investigated that yet, start to learn how to write some copy and actually, you know, generate some interest with your, just your words. Um, start to learn how, once you have a conversation going, like how to steer that towards a sale and to create a relationship based on knowing, liking and trusting. And then finally have a vehicle through which you can serve those people. Right. Because when the relationships, you know, are built, then it's just a matter of time when people are going to start to buy again and the economy is going to start to move again. Mm -hmm. uh, so the more people right now that you can create relationships with that know and like and trust you when the economy does turn, when you have a vehicle to serve them like a mastermind, you can go ahead and do that. Mm -hmm. how, do, how does podcasting in your mind fit into this equation? Yeah. Both, I would say, both as a host and as a guest. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a valuable skill, right? Interviewing is an incredible skill. Some of the best interviewers in the world make the most money. They have the most following, you know, just look at Jimmy Fallon, for example, or, or, you know, uh, uh, what, what's the guy's name from back in the day? I'm trying Johnny Carson. Sorry. Yeah. Carson, King, yeah. Sure. Any, any number of them. Right. So that would be an example of a skill paired with relationship building. They're building a relationship with their audience. And uh, finally, they just need a vehicle on the back end with which to, to turn those relationships into a viable business. Got it. All right. So Mary, Rich, anything else uh, for Brad before we, uh, before we let him jump here? I really enjoy that you tie in giving back to the community. Thank you. And that's really impressive and needed. Even in like times like this, I think people are thinking more so about others, even though we can't get to them. Um, so that's a really important point and something I'd like to put into my business. Yeah. And that's a great point. It's like, it's not for me about the money. It's important. And I, I need to pay my bills like everybody else. But if I wouldn't have built what I've built, if it wasn't for the fact that I get to give more to people, I get to build houses and schools and, and donate food and, and raise money for charities because I have my, my basics covered. If I didn't have my basics covered, I wouldn't be allowed to do any of that. And most people right now, they don't even feel like they have their basics covered. The only way to feel abundant is to give more than you think you can right now and mm -hmm. see how your life changes. I didn't make the world the way it is. I didn't make the universe the way it is. And whatever you believe in, you know, divine creation, whatever, there's something in the universe that, that says that if I give more, I will receive more. And it doesn't always come from the place you expect it, but it always comes back. Yeah. So I just, I have to believe that that's the way forward from this is not to live in fear, but to push forward and say, I want to give more than anybody else. I want to add more value than anybody else right now. This is, there's so many people cutting and running right now. We don't need it anymore of that. We need people who are going to double down. Mm -hmm. Rich, anything else for Brad? Um, I just wanted to kind of go back to one of your answers when I was asking the questions earlier and said it was, it was a really good point. And I hope people are, are will remember that you either, there's a few ways you can come at the mastermind. So you can come in equal with the people. You can come in where you know more and you're helping people out, or you can come in the last way you were describing where you're bringing other people in that could literally be above you and you're adding value to the group of people by bringing that knowledge in almost like documenting the process along the way. And I, I think for people who are sitting there and wondering, you know, what's my skill set? What's my knowledge? You know, there's just so many thoughts going through their heads right now that just knowing you want to help a community, bringing back being of service with Mary just alluded to too, that it, to not get so caught up in there's just one way to do this. I, I, it sounds like if we could talk to you for another hour, you could probably describe another six, seven, eight more ways you could do it. And I think for people that are just sitting there trying to figure something out that they could probably put something together that they don't really know anything about and they want to gather people that do know that knowledge. So just, I thought that was very, uh, a very good point you brought up earlier. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. And, and really guys, like I'm here to help. If you need help, I can send you my book for free. You just got to cover shipping. It's the eight minute mastermind. Just go to eight minute mastermind.com and this will get you started. It's not like some rinky dink ebook. It's 177 pages. I took a year to write it multiple edits like it's solid we're getting top reviews on amazon um you know we're happy to help and, and that's just value to give right and people are buying it like hotcakes right now we're going to run out of inventory soon we're not even sure we're going to be able to get more from amazon because they're only on on specific uh they're only sending out things that are like need to have so while they're there we're going to give them away yeah 
Appreciate the work that you're doing in the world and on the give back. I mean, we're actually kicking around the idea of doing uh, something called Pod Aid right now, nice. which is the idea of uh, really bringing together a, a, a large virtual gathering of uh, leading podcasters to entertain, educate, and inspire, uh, and raise money for those on the front line serving the you know those directly impacted by COVID nineteen. So, you know, given everything that you've got going on there, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe there's a way that we can play on some of that give back as well. But uh, definitely check out all the, the fun stuff that Brad Hart, H-A-R-T, has got going on. Go to 8minutemastermind.com and uh, you can grab that book. And uh, now more than ever, you got to get, uh, get clear on the skills, on the relationships, and uh, on the vehicle you use. So thanks for that, uh, that framework as well. It's really, really helpful. Absolutely, guys. Super happy, happy to help. And you can also look at my podcast, since you're all podcast listeners. It's 8minutemastermind.com. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, makemoremarvels.com slash podcast. I apologize. It's on there. There you go. Makemoremarvels.com right. slash podcast. Got it. All right, my friend, we'll let you jump off. You can take down your camera and uh, doing the special Facebook live slash live from our studio at our home version here of Reinvention Radio. Brad Hart, thanks for hanging out. Mary, Richie, uh, couple of really interesting guests today. If you guys missed the last episode, because we'll break this up into two here. Uh, so if you missed the last episode that we just did with Ian Ferguson, uh, who in partnership with Jaya has, uh, has a lot of really, uh, really interesting things going on in terms of helping uh, just kind of bridge that, uh, that, that erotic blueprint and put you in, in, in you know, in partnership with, uh, with your significant other in a, in a deeper, more passionate, intimate way, definitely check out, uh, that so that we just did. And, uh, and, you know, uh, interestingly enough, you talk about being in partnership and community and, and so on and so forth. I mean, what, uh, what Brad's doing here is, is pretty impressive as well, for sure. Um, and knowing what he's been able to do with helping people to create, masterminds and build their communities through his book and supporting others and so on. Um, some, some really, really great stuff. Richard, uh, Mary, anything, uh, any, some clo any closing thoughts here? Um, I actually had a, a couple questions for you with your, mm. uh, relationships with masterminds. Yeah. Um, I would, I would also imagine that for someone who doesn't have, maybe the skill set or the knowledge, but they want to get in um, and learn from people who have it. That's kind of using the term proximity that we're all, you know, social distancing and all this kind of stuff. That, that's a way for someone to get in and be in close proximity with some real movers and shakers pretty quick. And if yeah. they have something unique that those people in that group don't have, I'd imagine, especially in the higher end ones, they're probably going to let, they're probably going to let someone in that group handle a business thing or some, some sort of um, service that they need. They probably would work within that group more than go outside that group. Has that been your um, experience so far? Yeah. And, and we walk that talk, you know, as well from the standpoint of like when you, when, when you think about the new media summit, and everything that we're doing there, one of the things that, that I often say is, you know, everything you need is in this room. And so, and it's 100% true, because there's so many talented people doing so many different things. And, and of course, the same then applies to uh, a more intimate mastermind type environment. I mean, the Media Summit obviously is a larger event. The Icon Maker program, as an example that we have, is a more intimate mastermind with guidance and accountability and done for you services and all that fun stuff. But what we find quite often um, is that there is uh, a number of, of, of opportunities and a number of folks who do come into that group with certain skills and are then able to not only pay for their involvement in the mastermind based on the sale of the products and programs and services to other members of the mastermind, but they actually can get a pretty decent return on that as well. So you, you do see that in a lot of uh, communities where folks come into those groups, make the investment, and really are just looking at it from a proximity principle standpoint, because by having that floor and having that forum, 
and being able to connect with people. And, and today we can look at it in terms of connecting virtually. Uh, obviously, as we move forward, we'll get back to connecting physically. But even today, connecting virtually, there's still people in need. You know, there's still people who have uh, a desire to invest in relevant products, programs, and services. So, yeah, we, I mean, we, we see it all day long for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, Mary, any, uh, any final thoughts there? Well, I never made the distinction from community to mastermind. And mm. a community, I imagine, is difficult to monetize. But a mastermind sets itself up to be monetized, right? Yeah, yeah sometimes. I mean, there, there, are, there are masterminds where people literally just get together to brainstorm and kick around different ideas and, you know, potentially to support outside organizations and initiatives and endeavors. I mean, it certainly, you know, it certainly can happen for sure. Um, but, you know, when I think of a community, I think of things kind of like a, like a church or, you know, some sort of get together of, of people. And, you know, there's definitely a fine line between getting together like-minded people and wanting to turn that into any sort of sales conversation. You know, that's, that's just, for some that doesn't feel, that feels kind of icky, right? right. So, but I was saying like with the mastermind, he was saying some are free, some are nominal, and some can be 25 grand a year or more. Or more, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, to that end, uh, for sure, I know of, um, uh, of, of plenty of, of folks out there who are doing exactly that, which is using those masterminds um, as a way in which not only to generate revenue for, for themselves, but actually putting themselves in the position of being the connector and connecting people that are in the mastermind to one another and putting themselves in the middle of that transaction also. So yeah, it's, um, it, it's interesting how all of this is, is starting to, to shake out and people are recognizing the value uh, of, of literally just connecting like-minded people. Sometimes it's direct pay off and a direct commission from that introduction, like what Brad was talking about with Tony Robbins. Uh, and other times it is just in terms of relationship capital that can then pay off in, in tremendous ways uh, down the line, for sure. How, just uh, don't have to go super deep on it, Steve, but how would that introduction piece, you're part of a mastermind, they already know the same people in the mastermind because they're in the mastermind together. How do you facilitate, you know, this person A is going to work with person Z and you get a piece of that when they could just talk to each other together. Like, I don't even, that's the only place that I got a little confused. Like, I don't know how yeah. that would work. Yeah. And, and it doesn't always work in the way that uh, you, you might want it to work from the standpoint of some people get uncomfortable with asking for any sort of remuneration based on, on that introduction. And that, that, that happens all the time where people are like, you know, look, we're just, you know, we're just friends. Why, you know, why are you going to, try to step in the middle of that. But at the same token, there, especially when you're dealing with any sort of, of real transactional value, would that sale have happened without your involvement? And if that sale would not have happened without your involvement and part of your revenue model to keep your lights on and to keep food on your table is by connecting people that should be in conversation with one another. I think the, I think it really just boils down, Richie, to to, uh, to setting expectations. And I, yeah, I was going to say that if it's up front that yeah. you're acting as a facilitator, then it's not a surprise or mm -hmm. really balk at it. Yeah, yeah, and and then it becomes a matter of integrity, which is if the you know if if you say up front, look. I, I love you as a person and I'm, I'm glad we're friends. We got to keep this separate in terms of, you know, keeping business separate from personal here. And my expectation is, you know, as friends, 
if I introduce you to someone who can help you with your business or someone that you, you know, end up working with, that I get X percentage or X dollar amount for each of those relationships that comes out of our personal relationship. Because, you know, it's a, it's a fine line. I mean, you can look at the three of us, you know, and we're, we're all friends outside of the occasional text fighting, <laughs> you know, right. But, you know, we're, I mean, we're all friends and, and we all hang out and, you know, we, we have the benefit of a, uh, of a, of a business relationship as well. Right. So it's, it's tricky. A lot of people, you know, and kind of even going back to the conversation with Ian, you know, from, from earlier, you know, some conversations are just much more difficult to have in any relationship. And a business relationship is exactly that. So when friendship crosses over to the world of business, that, that sometimes can be very uncomfortable for people. So let's, uh, let's, let's leave it at that. Wait, before we go, before we go. Yes. Where are we going? Yes. I, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know for sure if it's going to be loud enough, but you put me with a task earlier. Ooh. You got a gong? Do you have a gong? I don't know if you can hear it or not. Let's see. Let me see. Go do it. Do it. I'll try it. Hold on. All right. Oh, is it on your computer? Oh God, it's going to be loud. Is it too low? Uh, no, no, do it coming. again. Do it. Nothing. Anything? Nothing. Oh, all right. You got it. Right. I'll put it in my sound pad next time. Right. I just didn't want to wreck the show when I was <laughs> really crazy loud gone. All right. Yeah, we're going to we're going to jump here and um and just really appreciate you guys tuning in to today's episode of Reinvention Radio and don't forget uh if you have not yet grabbed a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine, you should definitely do that at Podcast Magazine. Dot com. We are still, still at this point anyway, offering free lifetime subscriptions. And our new uh, issue just, uh, just came out not terribly long ago. And uh, definitely encourage you to check that out. This, this, this issue is chock full of all kinds of interesting stories from my dad wrote a porno, those guys, to Toure, uh, to uh, Aaron Mankey of Lore, uh, Jordan Belfort, the, you know, the original Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, and we've got our, our special feature on the Corona Dote, which of course is podcasts and 25 podcasts. You definitely need to be listening through to, to get you through the, the quarantine here and, you know, the podcast magazine Hot 50 and, and so much more, that monthly chart, which is created by fans for fans. So definitely check all of that out and you can get a free lifetime subscription still at podcastmagazine.com and would love for you to join us on that journey. All right. We will leave it at that. Uh, thanks to our buddy, Brad Hart, who came on to join us. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, Mary, Kelly, Wade, the whole squad. Everybody stay safe and stay strong. We'll talk to you guys next time here on Invention Radio. Take care, everybody. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com.